everybody. I'm Virtro. Welcome to the Utah Royals FC show. And with us today, we have the queen of Scots herself, making green a more attractive color since 2016, or less repulsive, we could say, Rachel Corsi. Hi. All right. <laughs> and then we've also got, <laughs> and then we've also got Megan and Ryan, um, but Rachel has been super awesome to join us this week, right before a game too, right before a game. So you are in Adelaide right now. Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but before we do that, we just want to go over some, some icebreakers. Uh, favorite food. What's your favorite food? Oh, that's tricky. I feel that that changes a lot. Um, but I will say I recently discovered sushi and that's like rocketed to the top of my list. That's a common answer for a lot of people. Not a bad choice. Not a bad choice at all. Um, favorite color. Um, purple. Okay. Right on. Um, what is, I guess, do you listen to any like pregame pump up music to get you going? Um, I'm more to the opposite. I'm more into like my mellow chill unwind. And then I kind of get hyped when I start warming up and get on the field. So I kind of go the opposite way. I quite like some chill music. Hmm. Ah. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Last one. And this is a weird question, but we have to ask it. Uh, okay. Courtesy of Miles Dunn. Um, which? No, <laughs> don't be nervous. It's it's funny, if anything. Um, which of your Royals teammates would you not want to meet in a bar fight? Oh. Um... I think Erica Timrak. I think E could get really? real nasty. Yeah. She's got a, That's she's got a, a feisty new one. Set. Yeah? Yeah. And I mean, I can see that, but like, yeah, no, that's what other people usually say, like Kelly or. or yeah, Becky Kelly's the or... big one. <laughs> wow. Okay, Erica's yeah, on I mean... notice now. Yeah. I think I'd want <laughs> Becky and Kelly on my side. Oh, I mean, sure. I'd want E on my side too. <laughs> The nasty. She's got a dark side. <laughs> That's too good. Oh man, that is cool. That is cool. Um, all right, awesome. So now that we've done the icebreakers, getting into business a little bit. So you obviously had some experience with Laura in other places, and then you came to Utah. And a lot of folks didn't know about you. You were brought in as a practice player. You had some really rough injuries that really sucked that you were able to overcome. What was that like? Um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty low time. I think, um, I think as you touched on it, like I had a tough, probably running from like the middle of 2016 through the end of 2017 into the beginning of 2018, it was, um, 
pretty up and down season with certainly a lot more downs than ups. Um, I just couldn't really seem to get into rhythm or break that, just quite get over a lot of those things. And um, it was a tough time. Um, I think I think I was really fortunate that um, there was an opportunity that came up for me to come out to Utah and, and train with the team. I think um, it, it maybe appeared publicly that I came in as a practice player, but um, I obviously knew Laura from before and she knew my circumstance and I spoke a lot to her in the beginning of 2018. Just generally, you know, she's someone who I consider um, someone who I can trust and someone who's almost like a mentor in some aspects and I value her opinion. And um, and so she kind of knew my situation. She knew me as a person and she kind of knew where I was at probably more than a lot of people did from the outside. Um, and so by the time I actually got to Utah, I felt like I was in a, a pretty good place. I'd turned over a new leaf, but it, it probably seemed from the outside that um, it was a little unknown. Um, and then obviously it wasn't announced till super late that I had a contract. But um, from a personal point of view, it was probably sorted a little sooner than it maybe appeared. I think like I wasn't announced until the vet, like the week of the season starting. Um, which maybe didn't quite portray the whole story. I, I'd been, I'd been in, in Salt Lake for the majority of February. Um, I'd gone away with the national team and, and played some games and got some minutes there and then came back with the team. So um, it was a fresh start for me, truthfully. And, um, I'm, I'm really pleased that I, I got that chance. I'm, I feel like it was a huge opportunity and, I, um, I knew there was a lot of pressure on me personally because I wanted to get back to playing at a level I knew I was capable of. And, um, the Royals were able to give all of us a platform to do the best we could. And, um, it was a really fun year for me and I got back to enjoying soccer, which I think as, as any player would say is where you want to be. That's awesome. That's really, really awesome. Um, speaking of the fact that since he touched on it, we'll jump right into it um, with the national team. So you actually, so before we go, I guess, to what it's like to be in a World Cup, would you be willing to walk us through that game against Poland in those last, I think it was 14 minutes? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was an odd game. Um yeah, we obviously got ourselves in a in a situation that was not ideal, to say the very least. Um, it was kind of weird. We found ourselves two 0 down, and and they hadn't really had a, a shot at goal per se. The first one was a cross that deflected in, and the second goal was an own goal. And it was um, it was a weird place to be. There's something about the game, and at the time where I, I actually felt within the group like we had this in us. Um, and yeah, obviously we got the first goal back with sort of 10 minutes to go and um, we had a lot of the ball and we were pushing and pushing and pushing and then we got the equaliser, which I think we knew gave us somewhat of a foothold in knowing that we were still going to secure second place, but it wasn't quite enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think as a group, one of the things we've really improved on is our, our physical capacity, our fitness, our our speed, our strength, um, across the whole board, you know, it's something that as a group we've developed so much over the last couple of years. And that's been 
thanks to the infrastructure that's been put in place and allowed players so many more opportunities than perhaps there's been. But um, we just kind of had that never-say-die attitude. And I think there was a couple other moments in the whole campaign where I think that came out where you just saw the character of, of what we are about as a team. And um, there's definitely an added unity within the group that um, I think is something special. You know, it, it, it's hard to create that. You can't force it. It happens organically. And at the moment, we have... A great group of players who fight for one another and um and that's really a huge asset for us and and we obviously turned that around and it allowed us to be in a position where we could still top the group and and again we did that a little bit nervously in the very last game but um that's just the Scottish way you know don't make it easy on your for sure for sure come back from behind <laughs> yeah um <laughs> So you're in the World Cup. What's yeah. that like? You're captaining a squad in the World Cup. Yeah, it's it's still very surreal. Um, I still have moments where I just like stop and think, and you're like, "Wow, you're going to the World Cup next year." And um, it really is kind of hard to to explain. Like, I think I've. I think I've been fortunate in the fact I, I've been a part of the national team program for, um, well, it'll be almost 10 years. Um, and I've just seen where we came from and what people do for us and what people continue to do to try and, and push the game forward. Um, and it's been a real privilege to be a part of that and and to now be at a point where I can hopefully help pioneer us to the next level. Um and there's a, there's a number of us in the squad who understand we have that responsibility, and so I think it's just it's just a privilege to be a part of that group, and it's going to be awesome to go to a major tournament and compete with some of the best teams in the world, and be on a stage and in a platform where, um, we would argue that we maybe belong, um, and it's just going to be fun, and we just want to make we just want to make the most of it, but but we're not just coming to to be a spectator to take take our part and just go home with whatever we get it's a case of we want to actually see how far we can push our our boundaries and how far can we actually go and we don't want to limit ourselves with that for sure for <laughs> sure um so what's it like to be going uh back and forth between obviously you know the scottish national team and then the royals and then now obviously it's you know a whole you have a, a third team being in Australia, but what's it, I guess, like to make those ta- tactical adjustments? Is it is it pretty easy? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> is the short answer to that? Um, I think I've managed to find um, some sort of routine, especially going from the States back to the UK. Um I don't think per se it gets any easier. I think you just have a better expectation of how you're going to feel. And so you get, you're already used to that. So it doesn't kind of shock you so much. And, um, it it does take a couple of days to adjust or maybe more than that, but, um, you just have to do the best that you can. Uh, this is obviously a new experience for me coming out to Australia. So, um, I just flew back last week and it's been a pretty hectic week. We've had two games in five days. So, um, and both have been away from home. So that's been a challenge. Um, 
but in terms of the sort of the the support I get from from you know everyone the the Royals the club here um the national team support everyone does their best to try and help and and yeah you just make the most of it that's awesome that's awesome um all right so backtracking a little bit uh I guess I, I guess you know being from Europe, this this uh, is a pretty easy question to answer because you know everybody plays football over there. Uh, what was your football story? Was it just sort of everyone plays football, so that's why I'm going to start playing football, or uh, not really? I mean, firstly, girls don't play football where I come from, so I mean they do now, and there were other girls that played at the time, but I think it's that uh, it the development since I was younger has been huge and and sort of the the structure of just even leagues and teams has grown massively and I, I would say when I was growing up it was I was really in the mi- minority for sure um I actually grew up playing against Kim Little and we were probably two of the few people that did actually play and were part of a team and and so it's been pretty fun to go sort of all this this way and have her as a pretty close friend and a teammate and and things like that. But it's definitely still a male sport back home. And so we still fight a lot of the boundaries by trying to overcome a lot of prejudices and and do our best to keep growing just the game as a whole and just trying to build awareness and get over the stigma. And um, I would say it's still pretty... De- developmental where I come from um and there's still a lot of growth so that's a good thing um because it's great to know that there's still a a long journey and a big journey and that um I hope that um that there is young girls growing up now who can look up to female players because I certainly know when I was growing up I, I probably couldn't have named any female soccer players um wow yeah so culturally, it's pretty different. It's really different, and it's it's been good to experience America and see how they do it because obviously they probably are number one in the world for um, participation and opportunities, and so that's been quite eye opening and, and interesting for me. You know, that's got to make it extra cool for you though to be to really like you said to be one of those trailblazers and you know to be the captain. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a. Yeah, it's a privileged position, um, which yeah, something I'm proud of, and I've worked. I you know I feel like I want to continue working hard, and I know that I have a role that that's bigger than just just me. You know, it's you're in a position where people look up to you or people see you, and there's an expectation on your shoulders. But I enjoy that, and yeah, it's it's a privilege to be the captain. Um, I hope that just reflects. Um, my personality though and I take what I do really seriously and I I love that part of the game very awesome so uh, what other positions have you played growing up in terms of literally on the field or yeah 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 um actually started off as I started off as a as a midfielder and then for the youth national team was actually a winger which is probably quite shocking (laughs) um (laughs) 
And then it almost was by default I ended up at centre back when I first went to um, Glasgow City, which was um, the top team in Scotland at the time, and they still are. Um, I was injured for a, a period, and I was asked. I was kind of just it was a small injury. I was coming back, and so I was in training, and the coach just asked me to go and and be a defender for a crossing and finishing drill. Um, and I kind of got in the way far too much. So then he decided. <laughs> maybe I would be useful at centre back and I was 19 at the time and I've not managed to rig my way out of that since so here we are 10 years later still playing centre back right on so is there I guess do you have a obviously you know being a professional you just love being out there but is there um, not necessarily a position that you would prefer to be playing, but is there another position that you really like to play as well? Um, I do still enjoy getting, getting to be involved in the midfield. And I mean, Laura put me there very briefly throughout the season, just there. I think it was against Sky Blue at home. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I enjoy that role, but I think, um, I think my best position now anyway is it's at centre-back and, um, I feel I've sort of I'm trying my best to to refine that and develop that, and I think it's hard. I think it's actually really hard to be a player that can play more than one position. I feel like you can never really give your all. You, I feel like, especially for me, I have I'm stronger at centre back, and so I feel more comfortable playing there and knowing that I can be made at my best and more influential to the game. Cool, cool. Um. Does your jersey number have any sentimental value? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I know that when I first um, got into the national team and I was given the number 14 jersey, um, and at the same time I was 14 for my club. So for a brief moment, 14 was my number, um, but I'm indifferent about it. I'd wear any number. Right on, right on. All right, Ryan or Megan, do y'all want to lead us into the next couple questions? Ryan, you should go for it. <laughs> I should. You should. Okay, where are we? I'm just, I'm just hogging it all. I feel so bad. No, you're good. <laughs> um, so um, I guess I'll go with what are your favorite other soccer teams besides the ones you play on? Ooh. Um, well, I'm a big... Aberdeen fan. Um, it's a city that I come from. My great grandfather played for them. Um, they were my home team. Um, and then I have a little bit of a soft spot for Manchester United. Um, I think that's mainly because I grew up in love with David Beckham. And so. Sure. And so there you go. Those are my two teams. All right. Cool. Um, if uh, So uh, what about um, other players? Who are your favorite players? Does it have to be like men's, women's, whoever? Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I don't typically remember growing up like idolizing certain players per se. I mean, 
yeah, I love David Beckham. Um, I think I was more of like a team follower, like, a, and I just absolutely loved soccer. So I used to watch any game that was on TV, and and I think to be honest, I was more of like an outdoors kid rather than getting caught up with with maybe watching so much. I would just always want to be outside playing. And so I don't think I could name specific players that I grew up following. I think I was just soccer mad. Sure. It, that totally works though. I mean, that's kind of, um, I've been that way with some sports and some teams. Like I, you know, until recently I couldn't have told you specific players on Bayern Munich in the nineties when I followed them, but I, it was just, well, they, they're good and they win. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, if you hadn't gotten into soccer professionally, what would you be doing instead? Well, I would most likely have um, continued life as a chartered accountant. Um, I didn't actually become pro until I was 24. Um, I worked for Ernst & Young in, in Glasgow and did my professional exams. Um, <laughs> and became certified and then it basically wasn't until I had that under my belt that I felt I was ready to move away and, and give this a shot and um, I actually had a really supportive partner in my office who um, who kind of sat me down and spoke me through a lot of the, the things that are probably worth considering when you're thinking of taking a complete career change um, especially into something that was probably quite high risk as becoming a female professional soccer player. Um, and so I really kind of value the support from him, especially, and just the firm in general, um, because they kind of allowed me to get to a place where I felt like I was able to go and, and try and, and give this a shot. And so I was really grateful for that. Um, but yeah, if I hadn't done that, then I probably would still be sitting at a desk somewhere with my laptop and my files and ticking through numbers. <laughs> it definitely sounds far less exciting. Um, I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad soccer worked because that. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, what is what is a day off for you when you're not playing or practicing soccer? What do you do for fun? I mean, that's kind of tricky. I feel like I've changed over time. Um, I used to really struggle when I had nothing to do. And so I used to always be running about doing something, being outdoors and not and finding a friend who would come with me and whatever. Um, now I feel like I'm pretty chill. I probably drink far too much coffee. Um, I enjoy listening to podcasts, uh, read a lot. Um, I think in Salt Lake, I probably need to explore some more of the heights. I never quite got into that, and I think that's something I probably should do whilst I'm there. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty chill nowadays, I think. Um, and I understand the value in rest. I think especially as you get older and you've had injuries, you realize that... Um, 
there's a reason that you get a day off during the week and that's because your body needs to unwind and and not be so active um not just your body but your mind also you know you need to take it away from from training and, and football and, and things like that so normally an off day is pretty low-key yeah yeah um you know that's an interesting thought too because i you know i always had the you get the perception of of, of a professional athlete is just it's working on the game all the time and then the more i've gotten into following uh my teams here in in utah um seeing well you know the rsl guys aren't nearly as active on uh, social media as, as you ladies are but uh you know, seeing that you guys like, not just that you have a day off, but then you guys aren't just sitting around too. You're out in the mountains or exploring or doing something fun, which, uh, you know, like you said, that helps, you know, if you're just thinking about soccer all day, every day, you could potentially get burned out even on something you love. Right. And, um, so it's nice to have that distraction. Um, so uh, you're kind of not getting one this year because you're you're playing in Australia. But what what does a normal off season? What do you what do you do when you're not? Um, I don't know if that's the same as what we just asked. But um, well, the two years prior to this, I was doing rehab, so <laughs> that's normally what I'm doing. Um, but I think. Um, it's varied for me. I've, I've played in the States now for four years, and I think um, the first year I pretty much went home at the end of the season, and I got as much time at home as I could. Um, I think that might have been just because it was the first year being away from home for so long, and, um, and so I went home. I actually played a little bit at the tail end of the, the Scottish season, I think for about six weeks or so, and then I, I just had downtime with family and friends. Um, and then the two years after that, I actually, um, when I played for Seattle, I had a host family um, who have now become true family to me. And so the off-season was spent largely in Seattle with them. And um, and they're the most generous people and loving people. And I was really lucky that that's, that was my home base and it, it still is my home base in America. And um, they still totally follow my career. They're coming to the World Cup next year. Um, so they were amazing, and, and I still try and spend as much time with them as I can. Um, and then obviously this year has been different. I felt it was an opportunity that um, the off-season was a little longer for those players who didn't have the World Cup qualifying, um, like the Americans and the Canadians did around that October time and I felt the off season was too long to not play at all. So you know the Australian League was a perfect fit and I felt like Canberra was the right club for me and um and so far it's been a great decision. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed being here and um and yeah it's it's been it's been great for this past two months and hopefully it continues. Yeah. Uh, so I was actually, that's perfect. I was just going to ask more about like, what was the idea of going to Australia? So you, you kind of just answered that. Um, so uh, what's it like uh, running into Royals teammates, but on in, in the other uniform, is that weird at all? Or do you just go at them as hard as you can? Cause it's your chance to get them or I don't know. 
Um, no, you know, I think I think that's actually the fun part of it. Um, what well, is for me? Obviously, I'll see Gunny today, and um, I saw Stengel last week. I, I think you know when you are an international and you travel a lot for soccer when you get to have these games where you play against people who've become your friends, I, I think it, it adds to the enjoyment. Um, it's something that I think is a huge positive to, to what we do is that you get to meet people from all around the world. And um, I, I love these girls um, a lot. And I, I would say I enjoy, play, I enjoy playing against them. I think it's fun. I think, um, there's a little bit of an added edge, and yeah, you, you don't go to get them, but um, there's certainly bragging rights there that can be won. So, <laughs> you know, was on the wrong end of that on, on Saturday, but um, hopefully some, some better results coming up in the, the near future, and I can, can gloat a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, you also just had uh, Becky and the rest of the, the U.S. team over playing uh, against Scotland too, so it's just a, it's always interesting to see that kind of like teammates and then becoming uh, you know rivals for a day. Um. Yeah, again, that was I mean that was my first time ever playing the U.S. Um, so I think even irrespective of who you know or who you've played against before, I think. Just to play the number one team in the world is um, is something that's great to do. It's great to challenge yourself, and it was a game that I thoroughly enjoyed, despite the result. And I think as a team we did really well. Um, and yeah, it was awesome to see Becky. And it was a shame that Kristen and Kelly couldn't have been there. Um, it would have been nice to see them too, and, and obviously Megan from Seattle days as well. It, it was great to see her. So. Again, that's just another fun part of the game. It's fun to challenge yourself. and It's great to see friends. and It's fun to play with them and against them. Sure, sure. So um, this one might be hard to, to think of quickly, but uh, what was your, what would you say your favorite memory from this past season with the Royals would be? Ooh. That slide tackle was amazing. <laughs> no, I asked her, not you. I don't know if that's my favorite memory. I do remember <laughs> being absolutely shocked that I got mm-hmm. there. <laughs> I, mean, um, I don't know. You know, honestly, I think I think my favorite memory is probably just. Um, it's hard because I think for me to just kind of capture the year as a whole I think just the season generally for me was just such a huge step forward from the previous two years and um, I was just I was so grateful that I had the opportunity like I mentioned earlier but then also that um I've been able to contribute so much to the season and that I've been able to play um, in so many games and um, so many great people. Like, I think just playing with Becky and 
to kind of partner her center back is just for me as a, a to any center back you know that she is considered at the moment and for the past number of years the best if not ever but certainly at the moment player in that position and so um that was a privilege too and yeah i thoroughly enjoyed the year and i think going forward we need to make playoffs that's the expectation of the club and so um there probably wasn't one specific moment i think just generally the year and now we have a platform that we set a bar and we know we need to raise that bar and we know what's expected yeah sure i mean i i don't blame you like i said i i didn't think that was going to be a fast answer for sure because uh, we kind of ran into the same thing when we when we were thinking about you know end of the season what did we want to say was our favorite moments so how do you when it's the first year of a new team and there were so many exciting things it's hard to narrow that down to one thing that you like the most uh, when it was all pretty fun all the way around um uh, what do you think, Virtuo? Should we go into the, the uh, these uh, listener questions? What? Let's okay, let's no. just back up real quick, if that's all right. Um, so, obviously, we talked a little bit about Canberra, but what is what is it like being in Australia? It's beautiful from everything I've seen. Um, I actually thought it was going to be really warm, and so far, it's been cold. So that's been good. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's an awesome country. This is um, pretty much the first time I've, I've been here. I spent a tiny, tiny bit of time in Melbourne previously, but this is the first time I've been here properly and been able to check out different places. And um, There's still so, so, so much to see. Um, but it's a pretty, it's a great country. Um I actually feel like it's quite similar similar culturally to the UK. Um, and so I think for me, that makes it quite easy to feel at home here and to adapt to the style of life. Um, it, I will say, however, it does feel extremely far away from home. I mean, the time difference is crazy. Um, but I'm coping. Yeah, I bet... I bet. Um, yeah, the, the time difference has got to be really interesting. Um, it was funny setting up this interview. Uh, Megan and I were talking, and we had no idea that uh, time zones even moved in the increments of a half hour. No, neither did I. So that's very <laughs> when I landed here yesterday. Yeah. Weird world out there. Weird world out there. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I guess. Uh, Megan, do you have anything you want to throw in before we go to listener questions? Uh, no, yeah, I was just going to say that we spent like 20 minutes after we, when we realized we'd gotten all the times confused talking about how wild it is that there's half, half hour time zones. That's yeah. yeah it's, it's a weird, weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, go, go ahead and get into the listener questions we got Virjo. All right. Yeah, for sure. Um, so one question is, was it different playing for Laura Harvey with the Royals or is it mostly the same as it was in Seattle? Um, no, I'd say it was actually pretty different. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there could be a number of reasons for it, but I think, um, you know, it's a different group of players, um, different club setup. 
I think, you know, when I, I think just in general, obviously everyone looks to, to grow and improve. And, and so I think Laura was also growing and developing and, and she had some different strategies and ideas that she put in place for the team. And, um, and also by the, when I went to Seattle, Laura had already been there for, I think, um, at least two seasons, maybe three. Um, and so obviously this time she was working with brand new players as well. And so I think when you take on a new team and when you're part of a new team as a player or a coach, um, just how you conduct yourself differs slightly. And um, yeah, I would say it was different. Like I said, I felt for me it was a totally fresh start. And, and obviously I knew Laura a lot more than a lot of the other girls did and she knew me on a personal level too. But um from a football perspective, I felt it was different to Seattle, and that and that was good. Right on, right on. Um, shall we skip the next question? It's kind of, I don't know. We'll ask it. We'll ask it. Okay, this is a weird question. If you don't want to answer it, that's totally fine. Um, so a listener wants to know, if Gavin Williamson were to step down, would you accept an appointment by Theresa May for Secretary of State for Defense for the UK? <laughs> that's out there um, yeah <laughs> I'm going to say I wouldn't because my political knowledge and background would be very inept so, <laughs> that's a fair <laughs> answer yeah no definitely I'm definitely it's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely the most unusual listener question we've got, but it's it's fun. It's fun. All right. Um, so I can't believe that we have chatted for about 40 minutes with a Scott and this hasn't come up yet. Um, so our friend Lucas wants to know, does she like haggis? I do. I do like haggis. Okay. Well, that answers the next question because Lucas also wants to know, does anyone? So... There you go, Lucas. Rachel Corsi likes haggis. And apparently a lot of people do, too. I've never had it. It seems interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you read the description, it sounds terrible. That's a great phrase. Um, (laughs) I think you could probably do that with most food products that we eat. If you've never eaten them before and you break down their process, then a lot of things can sound unappealing. Um, It's one of those things that I wouldn't say I eat often, but I do like the taste, um, and it is tradition, and there's certain times in the year, but, you know, it's nice to just get all Scottish and, and do Scottish things. Just Definitely. to get all Scottish, that's my, that's a great quote. You, you know, I got to say, I'm a little disappointed by how well I can understand you. I know, I, I was all prepared to not be able to understand anything she said, and now I can, so... Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. I mean, it's, it's a great accent. It's clearly the best. I mean, it did win the fan That's pool true. of accent on the team. I was shocked how close that was. I also was shocked talking about that fan pool. I didn't even make like the short list of people who have a coffee addiction. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, how did we miss that? Yeah, yeah. I, I blame I blame Katie for that because 
that's like we'll, we'll blame it on Katie. That go sounds a minute cool. without posting about I mean, something I mean, about she coffee. Did it seems like pool. sometimes. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we do know that. Fair. Fair. Gosh, voting for herself. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so this has been a joy. Obviously, we don't want to keep you too long because you do have a game coming up here in. I don't want to do math, but like four hours or so, right? Okay, it's five hours. Still, though. Actually, okay. Last question. What goes into, like, a game day? What goes into preparing for a game? Um, I mean, it varies team to team. Um, normally, for me, I... Um, I'm like a big brunch person. Like I love, I mean, I basically love food. Like my life is all around food. <laughs> Don't we like, all? It doesn't, it's food. <laughs> but I like to, normally I like to go out for brunch and my breakfast. Um, and then from there, it, normally we're, pre- we're pretty chill. Like if I was at, at the Royals, then um, obviously most games are kind of late afternoon, early evening. So I'd just be chilling at home, um, watching TV, reading, trying to unwind, trying to not think about the game. Um, and then, yeah, like if we're on the road, maybe we'd, ha- we'd have like a meeting in the afternoon, talk over sort of small details, small tactical things. We'll have a meeting while I'm here just after we've had kind of a pregame meal or just before pregame meal. Um, just to kind of dot the I's, cross the T's, make sure everyone's um, got everything they need from a tactical perspective or anything else that might have come up. Um, and then, yeah, I just normally arrive at the game an hour and an hour and a half before kickoff. Um, some people like to be there earlier. I typically like to arrive last minute um, <laughs> just because that sitting in, in the locker room waiting for the game is stressful for me um and then yeah i just gradually then start to build back up for the game and warm up and off we go right on do you have any pre-game rituals that you go through um I actually don't. It's, it's a question we get asked a lot, and I feel lame never having an answer to that. But um, I don't typically. I've, I've more recently, as I got older, um, become a lot more interested in um, some sort of mindfulness kind of mental preparation. And so I, I do like to make sure I get time as part of my warm up routine before we go out in the field to just have. Um, couple of minutes maybe is like between two and five minutes of just um kind of a little bit of a, a routine I go through um where I try and just mentally clear my mind and, and kind of get rid of any stresses or worries that might have been on my mind kind of that week or that day and and feel like when I start the game I'm I've got a clear headspace but that's kind of the only thing that I've recently found um something that's really beneficial and really important to my performance. And then I now don't feel comfortable if I don't get that sort of five minutes of time to myself. Interesting. 
interesting not not surprising you know you can see how how it makes sense but that's cool though especially that if it's something that you as you said you found sort of recently right on yeah um Ryan, Megan, do you all have anything else? Um, is there anything that you do with like your uniform or anything that you're superstitious about that you have to have like for a game or anything like that? Um, I mean, I don't know if this is inappropriate or not, but I always do wear the same underwear. <laughs> you know if you, what you got to do what you got to do right yeah so yeah that's about it nothing <laughs> else <laughs> all then fair enough yeah makes sense to me if it works exactly. it works if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah definitely all right um so is there anything that you want to leave the the royals fan base and the listeners with rachel um, I'm just going to say generally that um, I want to just say thanks to all the fans I think um, for it being the first year of the club um, what an incredible support they've provided the team and um, you know I, th- I think it they absolutely stuck by us the whole season and um I think that's a huge credit to every single one of them. And I know as players how much we appreciate that. And um, bottom line is we have the best fans, but we want to also be better than Portland and be seen to be better than Portland. So we need to keep all you guys supporting us as much as we can. I need to keep, keep growing that little fan base so that we can be number one. That's the plan. That is the plan. Love it. <laughs> 